0: Attention audience, guess what? It's that time of the week again. We know it, we love it, we can't wait till it's here. It is...
1: It's Friday! Friday! Friday Films!
0: That's right, Friday Films is back once again. Bond and Review, we've hit the halfway mark and then some, but we're having fun. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. It's very small and very dim, but it's off in the distance. It is there. Uh, we are back again with the second Dalton movie. Second and final, Timothy. Yes, Dalton that's movie. right, because he only did two. But I'm telling you what, although I'm still
1: in my head seeing the older Dalton that I remember, I'm enjoying these movies. I appreciate him far more than I did as a kid. Because like I said, I've, I've seen these movies the, the least, and he's, especially after this one, He's he's I think he's moved up on my list. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think he's moved Um, up there. So, Eric and I did a little pre-show. We were just kind of figuring out where we were on this movie, and we both really enjoy it. So, I say let's just jump into it, because this is a good
1: one. Let's dive on in. All right, take it away. License to Kill, released July 14th, 1989. Runtime of 2 hours, 13 minutes. Directed by, yet again, John Glenn. I did
0: see his name pop up, and I'm like,
1: oh, hey. I'm pretty sure this is his last movie because there's a long gap did you say between that,
0: like the last three movies. I know,
1: but there's a long gap between this one and Pierce Brosnan's GoldenEye. So I don't think he directed GoldenEye. I think they were all different after that. But he's done like, I think he did all but one of the Roger Moore movies and he's done all of the t- I mean, he's been directing Bond since, you know, the early 70s. So he's he's been doing two decades of Bond at this point. God love him. Mm. Starring... Timothy Dalton, Robert Davi, Carrie Lowell, and introducing a very young Benicio Del Toro. Still recognizable, though. Very recognizable. Very recognizable. Completely forgot he was in this film. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't realize he was either.
1: Budget of $32 million. So lower budget than the last one, but still kind of, I think the last one was, was 34 this one was 32 so still kind of there um still hasn't hit the the mythical 40 million of moonraker the waste of budget there was Mm -hmm. in that movie
0: yeah i was gonna say considering these movies were still better than moonraker
1: (laughs) moonraker's at the bottom of our list so (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um 40 million does not buy you buy you a spot on the friday films ranking of bond in review no
0: no (laughs) at least not the last anyway.
1: But $32 million does. That's right. <laughs> well, we've said
0: multiple times that it's money doesn't necessarily make a great movie.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So with that said, we jump right on into the traditional classic Gun Barrel intro scene. Um, different music this time.
0: Yes. I made a, a note to that. The Although it was the same song, I think they just picked like a different part of the song and kind of stretched it out a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't as upbeat as it normally is right off the bat. It's mm-hmm. almost like they kind of like either looped it or just stretched it out, rewound yeah. it a little bit, and just like But I did notice that. It threw it, me off at first. It
1: worked though. I liked
0: it. Oh, yeah. It definitely worked. But it did throw me off.
1: After the gun barrel intro, we cut to a radar plane tracking another plane landing in the Bahamas. Or what I believe it's the Bahamas. Cut to Bond and Felix dressed in wedding attire in the back of a car. As a DEA helicopter flies over with follow me on a handwritten sign in the window. Kind of gave me a good little chuckle. Mm -hmm. Um, We cut back to a man being garroted, garroted, however you pronounce it, hitman style in his backyard. We cut immediately back to Felix and Bond meeting with said DEA guys who have clearance from Nassau. It was the Bahamas because they're in Nassau to do something. We're not sure, but Felix is really, really excited about it.
0: Yes. It's like one of his missions has the go.
1: Yes. Felix and Bond go with him and leave poor Sharky, the third groomsman, in the car to tell the bride that they're not going to make it. And at this point, we're not 100% sure if it's Bond getting married or Felix getting married. But the way they're talking, it seems it's Felix. Because Bond's like, listen, you're not leaving me to, to deal with her, you know. Hmm. Um. So Felix and Bond hop in the DEA, DEA helicopter and and go off into the sunset together. Cut to a man walking into two into a room with two people making whoopee. These are the same gentlemen we saw Garat, the gentleman in his own backyard. The well, the male, not the whale, the male whoopee maker <laughs> is taken out of the room, and the female and another man seem to have been an item before. They have a conversation of why. Yeah, you know, why have you betrayed me why have you done this to me what did he offer you did he offer you his heart because I'll give it to you and I'm like that's badass yeah was that's pretty badass. cool Benicio Del Toro's character at this point pulls a knife and jerks the man out of the room presumably to cut out his heart we never see this poor bastard again so we can only assume the plan went to fruition <laughs> um, it's true yep. trying After- to think about
0: it keeps me lo- up late at night
1: after the conversation with the uh, the female whoopee maker that we find out is this gentleman's girlfriend. He beats her with the weirdest looking rope whip thing I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I'd put whip down because I wasn't sure what to call
1: it. It's very strange. It's like a whip, but it's a rope. It looks like one of my dog's tug toys. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the wedding. We see Sharky that was left behind at the helicopter scene. Meets a limo in front of the church and tells the bride they're still not here. Circle around the block again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder how many times it did a lapse around
1: that I church. I know, right? Um, back in the helicopter, Bon and Felix proceed to arm themselves, equip all sorts of goodies while decked out in their awesome wedding gear. The bad guys proceed to leave the house, driving back towards the plane, and drop Sanchez off near the airport into the woods. The helicopter begins chasing the car that dropped off. Sanchez we learn is his name this is obviously the big bad they make it very mm. fucking clear from the word go
0: <laughs> well he's been like a wanted man in uh, yes
1: he's a wanted drug dealer
0: and yeah, you know, this is like Felix's mark he's been trying to get him for a while
1: Felix has been after this boy for forever um, <clears throat> when the helicopter lands at the airport that seems they have intercepted it before the plane took off so they investigate the plan but there's no Sanchez meanwhile, the henchman car pulls into the airport and strikes shooting at shooting at bond shooting at felix and they all chase it Bond's still in the helicopter chasing after bond takes out the henchman from the helicopter if i remember correctly i think he jumps down onto the car right yeah he jumps down behind
0: some barrels that's right that's right while the, like the jeep is driving by or yeah.
1: something um but he takes out the henchman the car crashes many of the henchmen just flee they just run away mm-hmm. and bond meets the girl and we see this is this is the Bond girl for the movie. Or is it? We're not sure. We're not sure. It seems to not be yet. the Bond girl. So we'll treat her as the Bond girl from now. <clears throat> this is the girl that we, we, we saw in the bedroom scene earlier. Sanchez's girlfriend. Meanwhile, Sanchez steals a different plane and proceeds to take off right behind... Bond and Felix and all of the other DEA agents. Mm -hmm. The plane takes off. Bond and Felix follow in the in the helicopter, and Bond is dropped down on a wire, in mid fucking air. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it reminded me like a uh, like a like a more extreme version of a crane game, you know, where you're like dropping down, trying to trying to nail that one little alien plush toy that you wanted at Chuck E. Cheese, (laughs) you know, the claw, that claw.
0: Um, I mean, I figured if Ethan Hunt can do it in Mission Impossible, that's we, right. then Bond can, Bond can definitely can do it. it in you know mid air on a, to a plane. Indeed, let's not lasers. let's
1: not get into the epic epic debate of who's the better spy, Bond or Ethan Hunt. No, we'll we're not to, asking. that We'll question. get into that another time. Um, <clears throat> but Bond continues to be dropped down on a wire lands on the tail of the plane, and wraps his wire around it, connecting the two. And then the helicopter just straight up pulls the plane <laughs> out of the air. If you can pull a plane out of the air, that's what happens. That's the uh, only way like I can describe part. this scene, is the plane is pulled <laughs> out of the air. I, I guess yeah. because
0: at some point the, the helicopter pulls up and it like messes with the plane, and I guess I, my my only guess, because I don't know planes and aviation, is the engine somehow stalls out, and instead of the plane just falling, it just you know the cable tightens and the helicopter just kind of like carries it like a cargo. So yep.
1: I am not an aeronautical engineer, um, nor have I ever claimed to be, but we're gonna go with it.
2: Sounds so right.
1: after the two planes are connected, <clears throat> Bond and Felix proceed to celebrate for a moment and parachute down to the wedding as they realize they are late. late. Cut down to the wedding. The guests and the bride to be look on as they land, epically, right in front of the church, in the middle of the wedding. Which, listen, not going to lie, like Felix. Well, no, he didn't, but Felix would have gotten some that night. Absolutely, absolutely. Any anybody who parachutes into a wedding, you're getting some.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will to say though. Did you? I don't know if you call this, but like as they parachuted down and all, I never paid attention to their shoots until they were all walking into the church, like into the wedding. Yeah. Like, did, did you notice that? Like, they land, their parachutes are on the ground behind them. They still got their backpacks and all in their suits. And like, um,. Felix's fiancé at this point in time, future wife, is walking in in her white gown, you know, going through the front doors, and then Felix and Bon are following with their white parachutes dragging behind them. I didn't even notice as that. they That's go through funny. the church. I was like, that is cool. I like that. Whether it was planned or not, it looks really good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah did not did not notice that one yeah their um,
0: parachutes were white so they dragged behind of them just like the uh, just like the the, the dress. her gown was yeah and they both came from the angles, so it was like it formed like a perfect triangle so it was like visually it worked out really well whether it was planned or not i have no idea <laughs> but it looked cool
1: and from here we cut to the intro song yet another very 1980s song mm-hmm. um and we're back to the silhouettes a lot of silhouette work in this one. Yeah,
0: I think a little more than the last one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then I mean, the smoke effects and all were still in there, too. Yep. Um, and they went back to the um, the warm and cool colors that they've done yeah. in a lot of the other intros,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: which I thought was really neat how they, they put all them in.
1: It was good, and... but there's there was something that didn't click with me, because this one I did not like as much as, as the last no, one. I no,
0: mean, it wasn't it, as good.
1: No, it didn't click with me.
0: It did have a, a good transition in back into the movie, though.
1: Yeah, it did have a really cool transition back into the movie through the lens of the camera, mm-hmm. um, which is which was pretty cool. And that's how they started the intro too. It cut it like panned out from from the scene into the lens of the camera, and that's where the intro song started. Yeah. So the the cut into the intro song and the cut out of the intro song, or transition, not cut, worked really really well. So from the transition, we see Sanchez being interrogated. Um, in a cell and back at the wedding Felix is in his office having meeting with people conducting business he's a CIA man mm-hmm. works never done even if it's your wedding day you still got shit to do paperwork to process he hides a disc in a picture of his wife we cut back to Sanchez being transported to Quantico
0: I loved how um, I think her name was Donna uh, Felix's wife Sends Bond in to get Felix too, yeah, yeah, and that's you know that's where he like you know you know you gotta get out of here and cut this cake you know before, all uh, you know it, things you know get worse. You have you have and that's when, to like, attend to Felix, yeah, and that's um, when Felix is like hands Bond the disc and says, hey, put it in that picture frame
1: for me. Yep, but that's not before or after the after the the disc is put in. Another gentleman walks in who's another agent, and he's the one that reports that Sanchez is being transported to Quantico. Um, he's like. Listen, I can't stay, man. i got to go take care of business, but appreciate it. <clears throat> so at the wedding, once we see Felix and Felix being, tra- or Sanchez being transported, we cut back to the wedding and Felix and his now wife, Della, give Bond an incredibly overpowered lighter as a gift. Is it Della? I thought it was Donna. I think it was Della. D-E-L-A.
0: Uh, okay, I put Donna because in my Yeah,
1: because on the lighter it says, from Felix and Della.
0: Yeah. Okay, I, see, I thought it was Donna.
1: But incredibly overpowered lighter as a gift that he oh, lights yeah. and it basically becomes a, th- a flamethrower flame Um rather rather ridiculous. We cut back to the transport and we see the, the the agent that came and told Felix that he that Sanchez was being transported, um, is interrogating Sanchez or and it was also the one that was interrogating Sanchez, is in the passenger seat of the transport transport vehicle and proceeds to knock. Out the driver and drive off off a bridge into the ocean, where a sub and divers are are there waiting to rescue Sanchez and the agent. Meanwhile, man, I know they're transporting a big drug dealer, but the response Mm -hmm. from local authorities and the amount of cops that were on that bridge immediately putting in divers was instantaneous. It was crazy. It was almost like they were prepared for it. It was ridiculous. Um... We cut back to Felix's place, and Felix, Bond, and Della are the last ones there at the party. Bond's getting ready to leave. They have a little brief engagement back and forth about you know when's Bond's gonna get the, you know get married, and he's like, "It's not for me. It's not for me." The last second, Della throws Bond her garter, which is the symbol of the next person to give you know to to, to get mm-hmm. married, and Bond leaves a little sad. It seems. Once Bond leaves, Felix makes you know tells Della and makes reference to Bond having been married a long, long time ago, in classic reference to on Her Majesty's Secret Service.
0: Yes, yeah, I like that when they threw that in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, well done.
1: Felix carries Della in um, Della into the house in classic, classic wedding day style, but is met by a henchman that knocks him out, knocks him out and takes Della. We cut to Sanchez and his goons making a plan at a um a um a Aquatics Research warehouse. Pretty
0: much, yeah, that's that's what I'd place. say it was.
1: Um, we cut to his goons, goons making a plan to get back to Cuba, and Sanchez pays off the agent that helped him escape in the warehouse. Or somebody walks in and tells Sanchez, or Dario walks in and tells Sanchez something in his ear. And Sanchez goes, and in the actual warehouse portion, Sanchez strings up Felix by by the rope and drops him into a shark tank, where we see Felix's leg bitten off. So. And we cut away.
0: In this scene, very clever way of doing it as far as the villain side of things like showing Sanchez and like his depth of villainous so to speak because like the doors open up and there is the shark just swimming in the water yeah but they hook the rope to Felix's leg and then also hook it to like a giant piece of meat that weighs more than Felix somehow and put that down so that Felix is on like a pulley system he's hanging as the shark is eating the meat, the meat gets lighter, and, and then Felix in. slowly lowers in and swaps place with the meat. And, like, this whole time, you know, like, Felix can't do anything, and Sanchez is, like, talking to him and, like, well, you know, it's been fun and all that stuff, but it's it, it just shows that it's not as simple as, oh, you're dead. It's kind of like, we're sitting here no, watching it's basically, basically as torture, you're getting ready to get was, eaten by the shark. Yeah. It was
1: like drug lord cartel hardcore shit, man. And most of the stuff that they do in this movie with Sanchez's character, one of the reasons I very much like him is it's that kind of stuff. I mean, it's intense stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But once Felix's leg is bitten off and he is presumed dead, we cut back to Bond arriving at an airport where he gets news of Sanchez's escape and rushes back to Felix's house Mm -hmm. to find Della dead in their bed. He goes into Felix's office and he finds Felix covered up in a bag on the couch with a note on his chest that says, um, it was must, or it was, what was it? It was, it was a pun about him being eaten. Um, yeah.
0: Um, something didn't agree with his stomach or something like that. I think is what it said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But good news. Felix is not quite dead. He moans and groans and bond immediately hops on the horn Gets an ambulance there, and Felix is taken to the hospital. Where Bond is informed that Sanchez has vanished with Felix's files, and chances are he's con- he's going to a non-extraditing country, so there's no way to really get him back, unfortunately. And Bond responds with, "There are other ways. Let's go shark hunting."
0: Yeah, I like how he says that too. Because
1: <laughs> I think he says it to Sharky. Yep, yeah, he says it to Sharky. Uh, which I think Sh- Sharky is like the, oh um, uh, man, what was his name of, of Dr. No and the the black guy from Dr. No that helped him out. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Qu- he Qu- was just Quin- kind of like a, a local, Quentin? Quin- something like that, yeah. Something? He was one
0: of like the local guys that yeah. helped. But, but I think the difference was is in that movie he was actually an agent and in this movie Sharky wasn't really an agent. I think he was just a good friend, with just Felix a good friend and, of Felix and, as and as helped well. out and stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, but bond goes to the warehouse and proceeds to investigate getting nowhere. The owner of the warehouse is just really not having it. Bond poses as being a buyer for, you know, for, for, for great white shark. And the guy's like, we don't have any sharks here. Blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And they leave bond. Of course, in classic fashion returns at night and sees Mm -hmm. a submarine leaving the premises. Bond proceeds to sneak in and searches a maggot bin, Finding drugs. so there's a, it's, a, it's a drug smuggling operation.
0: Yeah, I mean, when he was there walked around on the daytime, he saw the bloodstains on the ground, too. So, like, he knew. Yes. Like he knew he was in the right spot because they mm-hmm. went through a couple other warehouses prior to that and they didn't have any luck.
1: Yep. A guard catches him at the last second and Bond knocks him out and throws him in the maggot bin, closing the door. Another guard, this triggers off all sorts of alarms and another guard starts shooting at Bond and what does Bond do? Knocks him off into the electric eel tank, presumably killing that poor mm-hmm. bastard. That's a horrible way to go.
0: After sneaking around, I did laugh because um, in this scene, um, if you remember correctly, like Bond starts getting shot at when after he puts the first guard in the magnet uh, drawer and closes it, mm-hmm. and so there's a couple times where he's like sneaking around in other places, and I think the guy shoots and like hits one of the um, like fish tanks or something. And if I'm not mistaken there's a scene right after that where Bond's kind of trying to sneak around underneath where the um the shooter was and yep. it's it just it's real quick but it almost looks like he drops a lobster. It's almost like he picked the lobster up out of the broken tank <laughs> when it hit the ground and just put it into another tank cuz he just like he a little plop and you just see the little lobster kind of float down yeah, yeah, and then you I see like Bond like kind of like shadow by and then then he goes after the second guy and, like grapples him and like throws him into the eel tank. I'm like, "Oh man, look at that." bond not only takes out the bad guy but he saves the lobster <laughs> that's a true hero right there. that is
1: that is um after throwing the gentleman into the electric eel tank the bad agent who was still there at the warehouse gets a jump on bond and gets ready to feed bond to the shark and bond knows this man because he was at he was at felix's wedding they have a brief conversation about listen i wasn't trying to betray felix but it's just business you know mm-hmm. three million's a lot of money Um, So he's getting ready to feed Bond to the shark when all of a sudden the floor opens up and Sharky comes out of the floor, knocking the bad agent off balance and leaving him hanging on a rope above the shark pit. He attempts to bribe Bond. Bond proceeds to throw the money at him and he drops into the shark tank and is torn to pieces.
0: I love the comment, too, because the agent was trying to, like you said, bribe Bond's like, look, I got two million. It goes a long way. And Bond's response was, "He's like, you earned it, so you keep it." And he throws it and like pretty much like hits him square in the chest with this huge briefcase full of money. Yep. And then he just like falls into the water. I'm like, way to go, Bond. As like, you a- can tell, Bond is not having he's it. He's not having
1: happened. it. You fucked with his family, basically. Is what you yeah. did. Um. From here, we cut to Bond and Sharky making plans to head out to the Wavecrest Research Vessel, which is the research vessel that is owned and operated by the same owner of this warehouse.
0: Yeah, I forget his name because he makes um, I've got it listed
1: later on in the notes, so I'll, uh, I'll yeah, get to I know, it Yeah, I know he makes
0: appearances throughout the movie.
1: Yeah. Um <clears throat> Bond is, Bond is intercepted by the CIA, CIA after Bond and Sharky make plans to head to that research festival, who tell him to back off the case. You know, we've, we're, we've got it. Listen, we don't need you involved. You just just back off. And takes him to a cat sanctuary where M is waiting for him.
0: And I think it was the DEA. I don't think it was CIA.
1: DEA, whoever. Amer- I, know, I mean, I put DEA
0: in my notes, but I think it was because it was a they were all kind of working together, but at yeah. one point, I remember seeing DEA on one of their outfits. Alpha- I don't know. I remember seeing it somewhere. There's like
1: somewhere. nine different organizations as we get through this movie that are that are after Sanchez.
0: No, that's true. I just mention it.
1: Um, but Bond is taken to the cat sanctuary where M is waiting for him and gives Bond explicit orders to go back to England on a new mission and leave it to the Americans. Mm-hmm. Bond absolutely refuses this order and resigns on the spot m asks him to turn in his weapon and tells him his quote license to kill has been revoked yes i, I liked that and i was like oh the title comes from m this time absolutely absolutely bond attacks the guards before giving away his weapon and escapes over the balcony into the woods and i like how the guards line up a shot to take out bond and m stops them saying no there's there's civilians Mm-hmm. I think that was M just being like I'm I we can't don't we can't kill Bond <laughs> like don't No, kill we Bond. can't kill him yet. <laughs> like <laughs> I get while he's doing this, you know, yeah, it's whatever.
0: Like, M knows what Bond's up to. It doesn't M, matter. M, M gets knows.
1: It. um on the wave crest, the owner threatens Sanchez's girlfriend from the beginning who's hanging out on the boat under protection presumably. Or to prevent her making hinky-pinky with any more gentlemen, but as as the Wavecrest owner is threatening Sanchez's girlfriend, he's called away as they have picked up something on the scopes.
0: I think his name was Milton Crest. At least that's what Milton. I put down yes,
1: Milton. Qu- Milton Crest. Yes, you yeah. are correct. Milton Crest um, goes to investigate, and they look at the scopes and see it's just a big manta ray. And he's like, "What a waste of my time." Then we cut oh, underwater to the manta ray. And it's, and it's Mantabon. It's Mantabon. <laughs> I love these underwater animal disguises that they use in the Bond movies. <laughs> yes. You had the goddamn duck from From Rush With Cat. Love. And you had the alligator sub.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah that was a good one, too.
1: <laughs> you had the alligator sub, and now you have the manta the ray manta scuba bon. soup. It's <laughs> manta that's what I call it—the the <laughs> Manta <to> Bond. bond. <laughs> God, uh, love it! The, uh, but now bond, they've think got to names for the other one. That's right. But they've got an underwater probe that's going out into the water, and Bond, bond uses that probe to follow back, follow it back into the boat, and takes out the poor bastard controlling it <laughs> yeah. at the controls, and locks him in the the in the pressure pressure vessel with. Money. There's money in the pressure vessel. Bond, Bond notices it's like you know, yeah, I think bricks, so. bricks of money, all all banded together. And the funny thing was,
0: is I didn't realize that was a pressure room. I just thought it was like another little mini bedroom. Like that's cool. He just locked this guy up in the bedroom. <laughs> that's makes no sense. It wasn't until later in the movie that I realized what it was.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> like oh, that makes more sense now. But we'll come back to this pressure pressure vessel pressure vessel. <laughs> that's a hard word to say. A couple times in this review. But once Bond's on the boat um, and knocks the poor bastard out and hides him in the pressure vessel, he sneaks around for a minute. He sneaks around for a little bit, and the body of the guard... I'm having a hard time translating my words. The body (laughs) of the guard is found, and another guard calls it in. Bond sneaks into the room of Sanchez's girlfriend and proceeds to very aggressively interrogate her. Bond is obvious, obviously having no patience for any of these assholes. They hurt his friend and killed his friend's wife. Milton Crest, that's where I have him in my notes, comes to the door and she, Bond makes her answer the door with a knife to her neck. And she lies to Milton Crest about Bond being there. Mm-hmm. And we've seen nobody in here. Another boat arrives with poor Sharky dead on a shark's hook and the guard laughing about it. They found Bond's boat. They found Sharky and they killed him. Bond is, at this point, Bond's fed up with it. He comes out of hiding. He jumps out the window, shoots the diver with a harpoon gun. <laughs> the one, that, the one yeah. that came on the boat with Sharky. Shoots the diver with a harpoon gun and dives, in, dives into the water after him, taking his scuba gear it's discovered at this point there's a whole fight that breaks out but bond's learning stuff throughout this whole fight it's discovered that they that that the the the, the dealers the people on the wave crest are beginning to transport the drugs from a plane into the remote probe of the wave yes. crest
0: yeah cuz um what happens is they uh they all start chasing bond and bond like hides behind some rocks and all that stuff for a little bit and then the they send the probe out, because around this time, a plane lands a little bit off from the boat, so they send the probe out, and I think Bond ends up following the probe uh, mm-hmm. to the plane, but then gets like distracted by the guys chasing them and this and that, because I think some of them swim down and start attacking them underwater. <laughs>
1: It's a lot of stuff and, that happens in this scene.
0: Yeah, because I, I think the the guys on the plane swap everything over. Like, they take the money and put it on the plane and put the drugs in the drone, yeah. or the Sentinel. And Sentinel starts coming back. And, like, after Bond breaks free and loses his air, he actually has to, like, jump on Sentinel. And I think he gets in some more air somehow. But yeah. then he starts um, opening up the doors and, like, stabbing the drugs <laughs> like with his knife, so that like the drugs are just going out into the water. Yep, he's destroying sabotage
1: and everything. Yep, creating a giant milky white white trail mm-hmm. surrounding him. And, and a scuba chase. Yep. And at this point a really cool scene, I really like this scene. A scuba chase ensues where Bond's being chased by other divers and he's nearly captured by these divers. And this is where his air supply his air supply is cut. He's surrounded by like eight dudes underwater. He's got nowhere to go. But at the last second, he disarms one of the diver's harpoon guns and harpoons the the, the float of the float plane as it's taking off.
0: Yeah, that's, and, I was getting that, those scenes mixed up, but yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: And Bond is pulled immediately to the surface and skis behind the float plane for a little bit, pulling his way up as the pilots, you know, as, the, as they take off into the air. Bond takes out the pilots and takes control of the plane, flying it off into the distance
0: yeah and i love I love how he just starts doesn't he like throw some stuff out of the
1: plane at some point too uh, something yeah or like an explosive or something? I don't know. I don't remember he does he throws something out of the plane I mean he throws the bad guy the two the two pilots out of the plane. I remember that. Maybe
0: that's, what I'm, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I thought something yeah. else. But no, that's right, because he kept the money on the plane. Yeah. I forgot. About that. I was thinking that something else flew out of the plane, but I, maybe it was just the bad guy.
1: So from here, Bond sneaks back into Felix's house and takes the hidden disk from, from the wedding, mm-hmm. um, which contains all of the information Felix has collected on Sanchez. His contacts, meeting times, deals, warehouses, all sorts of stuff.
0: Info on other CIA contacts. Yep.
1: Other CIA contacts that have been spying on Sanchez for him. And Bond sees an active meeting with a contact and a location.
0: And if I remember correctly, when, at this point, it shows all the contacts as deceased except, except for this, this one.
1: one. Yes. So Sanchez seems to be working his way down the list, taking out all the insiders. But Bond finds that active meeting and sets up, goes to the location to warn her. This is Pam Bouvier. Bouvier, excuse me, it's French. Warns her that she is in danger. They're at a bar, a nice little bar beside the the docks, if you will. As they're sitting there at the table, Dario, Sanchez's number one henchman, a.k.a. Benicio Del Toro, which is an equally badass name. It really is. They could have just used his name, and it still would have been badass. (laughs) Walks in walks into the bar and sits down with them. They have a very tense conversation back and forth where the female agent, Pam, has, has a gun on Dario. Dario's henchman has a gun on a bar. I mean, it's just a Mexican standoff. Very, very mm-hmm. tense. And a bar fight breaks out. Everyone's fighting in this bar, going back and forth. A man with a goddamn fish...
0: <laughs> it's probably like my favorite scene in this whole well, bar fight. Yeah, a man just with just a sword swordfish tries to s-
1: tries to stab Bond. <laughs> I mean, it's all over the place. Meanwhile, Pam uses the shotgun that she had to blast a hole in the wall, human sized hole in the wall, with a shotgun that is God mode. That's the world's most powerful shotgun. I've, yeah. I've incredibly powerful shotgun.
0: It must be those salt shells they used in the last movie.
1: God, love it, man. And they escape.
0: Or two movies, yeah. Yeah,
1: they escape through the hole and and escape through the hole into the boat, take off into the distance. Dario looks through the hole and sees them for one last time. We cut to them out on the open ocean. Bond proceeds to run out of gas, and Bond and Pam go back and forth. They have this little will they won't there, little argument back and forth.
0: Which all started when they escaped, and Dario shot her in yes, the back.
1: Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, and she that's was wearing what started a all of it, but
0: she was wearing Kevlar, Indeed. so it kind of saved her. But that's what kind of started all of it, because Bond's like, are you insane?
1: Yeah. Like, you just shot. And she's like, nah, I'm good. So we obviously, this is female Bond we've, we've, we've picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, Bond requests her help as a pilot in order to help him get to Sanchez. He's like, listen, I'll pay you I pay I'll pay you this, all you have to do is get me there, and we're done. So they negotiate price very, very centrally and seal the deal with a kiss. Love is in the air, if you will. It's a very it's a rather romantic scene after everyone mm-hmm. nearly dying. But we've come to know that as as par for the course in Bond movies. Is you have almost dead. I mean, dead. what else
0: are they gonna do? They they run out of fuel in the middle of the water.
1: That's right. You've got almost dead and then hanky panky on a boat. Like in that order almost every movie. There's there's Pretty you much, almost yeah. die and then you fuck in a boat. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after that we cut back to jolly old England, where money penny seems to have been keeping tabs on Bond. M says that he has to be stopped. You know, Bond's out of mm. control on this one. He's he's off the grid, he's gone rogue. Money Penny gets on the line to Q Branch. Gets on the line and goes, I'd "Like to contact Q Branch, please."
0: Yes, I was so, I'm so we, happy to hear that too. Oh look yeah, at this we're like, yeah. We know where we're Montana.
1: going. So from here, we cut to Ismith City. Bond arrives at a hotel and tries to pay off Pam, now going under the pseudonym Miss Kennedy, Bond's assistant for his cover. But she wants to stay and help. She's got she's got a vendetta against Sanchez as well. So Bond agrees and sends her off to get secretary clothes and whatnot. And Bond goes to Sanchez's bank to, quote, make a deposit. He has to make Mm -hmm. a name for himself. He has to make himself seem like a big deal. He's trying to get Sanchez's attention to get close to him. Once they go to the bank, Bond says, you know, he's trying to deposit, was it like $4 million or something like that? Four or five, something like that, yeah. Big spender. Pam, as Miss Kennedy, arrives all dolled up. Night and day makeover, almost didn't recognize her. And Bond takes notice of this. He's kind of mm. like, "What?" You know, gives like the uh, the the cartoon wolf eyes. You know, the love eyes. Yeah, yeah. I You know,
0: and I like how um, Bond says something about when he deposits money. He, he says something about getting a portion of it for ready for the casino. Yes, and that's when they find out that Sanchez also
1: owns the casino. Also owns the casino. Yep. Um, and from here we cut to Sanchez and his little iguana friend, his little pet lizard, <laughs> with, mind you, a diamond necklace, much like uh, Blowfield's cat.
0: Oh, I thought you were trying to think of the cat's name. I was like, I don't know the cat's name. I, I can't was help you there. I was, like, rem-
1: I was trying to remember the cat's name, and I re- then I realized there was no cat's name. I was what I was thinking of was Mister Bigglesworth. <laughs> yeah, I <that, my> thought <laughs> on there too. I'm like Austin that's Powers. not who you're. I was like, that's <laughs> not the
0: cat. Wrong cat. <laughs>
1: That's, that's what kept going through my head. Um, but, yeah, this is basically uh, Sanchez is Mr. Big, Mr. Bigglesworth with diamond necklace and all. And he's mm-hmm. questioning his girlfriend about the incident on the boat, going, you know, did you see anything? Do you know this man that they, they were talking about? And, and and she just denies it. She denies it. Mm-hmm. During this scene, we also realize that Sanchez is controlling the price of his drugs through a televangelist.
0: yes i mean there's kind of a little bit of a back and forth in this casino scene yeah but um i love the um disguise of the donations and all that like it's like hey if you donate this and it's like hey we're gonna rise in the price like all right we only need this and we got a donation of this amount from so-and-so and meanwhile the guys are in the the room with sanchez like oh yeah so and so's buying this amount so and so's buying this amount And it's all done through what seems to be normal donations on television.
1: The charity televangelist is just a cover for a drug smuggling.
0: It was actually pretty clever how they did that. Um, I thought it was kind of neat. But um, this kind of does like a cut back and forth because you also at this point have Bond and Kennedy showing up at at the casino
1: where they get their own private blackjack table. And Bond proceeds to Um, make himself known as a high roller constantly increasing the bets. And he wants to Which do is, an off-table, like, God-tier bet.
0: Well, it's funny because he starts off losing money and then starts gaining it all back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, hey, I lost some money, lost some money. And it's kind of like, can we let him go? I'm like, yeah, he's fine. And then he starts getting it back. It's like, all right, keep an eye on this guy. You know, we, we let him slide and gave him a little extra money. Now he's, like, taking us for a whole bunch of money. Like, this guy's clever. He knows what he's doing. All part of the plan. Um, yep. Which, I mean, come on, it's Bond. Bond knows how to play. But I thought it was actually kind of neat how Sanchez sends, um, his girlfriend, I guess his girlfriend, I can't remember her name. I know I have it later in my notes when they actually call her by something. Uh, actually, I think it might even be Ruby cause I know she wears red a lot in this. I movie. think it's Lupe. Lupe. It might be. And I might've just kept calling her Ruby cause she was wearing red all the time. Um, sends her down to take over at the table. Uh, and then it's it's almost like instantaneously Bond starts losing right away. And he's like, I know how this is done. Mm-hmm. He's like, yep, I'm done playing. Take me to Sanchez type deal. Yep. But still like, still in cover, which I thought was kind of neat.
1: Indeed. And he leaves Miss Kennedy behind, and she seems very upset by this. But up in Sanchez's office, Bond and Sanchez meet face to face. And Bond just straight up asks him for a job. Yeah. Hey, I'm in the area. I've got a particular set of skills I think would be useful for you. Blah, 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 blah. They shake hands and leave, and Sanchez says, says he'll be in touch with Bond. As Bond leaves the casino, we see him being watched by an Asian couple who are leaving as well. This will come back later. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Bond arrives back at his hotel, where he's informed that his uncle is waiting for him in his suite. Bond prepares for the worst, and he's like, I ain't got no uncle.
0: Yep. I love how this is going up the elevator, she's He's like, I need a gun. Give me a gun now. Yep, yep. And he's like, Come on, whatever, here you go.
1: They all prepare. Bond prepares for the worst and busts into his hotel room, but it's just Q.
0: Yeah, I love it. He like flips Q over the chair, and he's like, Q, what are you doing? I could have killed you.
1: So, Jordan, what uh, does that bring us?
0: Well, the funny thing is, once he picks Q back up, and Q is like, hey, I'm here to help. I brought gadgets.
1: Yes, this is mobile Q time now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for once again joining us for the license to kill edition of Q time on the go. Is what mobile we're Q-time. calling this one. Everything you need for the traveling, entrepreneurial, innovative secret spy slash dude who's fed up with their, fed up with their neighbors, as we've learned from previous Q times. <laughs> In the Immortal Words, the first item we have on the docket today can only be described in the Immortal Words of Q himself. And I quote, guaranteed to never wake up anyone who uses it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We're talking about the exploding alarm alarm clock. (laughs) That was probably one of my favorites when he was doing that. I was like, yes, way to go, Q. (laughs) The name says it all. And you've got the backing of Mr. Q himself. On this one. Guaranteed to never wake up anyone who uses it. So we'll move on to the item number two in today's auction. Or hold on. I should do this like a televangelist, shouldn't I? It probably would have fit better, yeah. (laughs) Um, I can't do televangelist. I can do salesman. Item number two (laughs) is the detonating toothpaste. It's a tiniest plastic explosive. Which looks really gross when you put it on a window and we find out later. It more looks the like. Funny I forgot m- about that. Too. More looks like marshmallow fluff than plastic explosive. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, ladies and gentlemen, the item of the film, the camera gun. Now, the camera gun is very simply put, it, it is DNA controlled, so only you can use the gun. Your grip, your fingerprints are imprinted on the handle, so it won't fire for anybody else. Disguised as a camera turns into a sniper rifle what more can be said for the photographer on the go who not only loves bird watching but loves bird shooting it's all you need you take a nice little picture of the little bird to prove you saw it and then you take that little bastard out because they shit all over the place but real quick i have to ask
0: what was with the camera with the laser that kennedy shot like between q and bond into well, the picture frame on the wall is that the well, same camera
1: that is not Does the same the- camera. We have a, a double camera feature today, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that double is features. that is just a, a, a basic Polaroid. Or is it? Ladies and gentlemen, that's the laser Polaroid. You know, when you're at your family gathering, you're at the family event, and you're trying to take a beautiful family portrait, you get everyone set up takes forever to get the kids organized to make sure everyone's got their eyes open and they all say cheese at the, cheese at the t- same time. And there's always that one bastard at the park that tries to photobomb family pictures. There's always that one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this bastard's going to photobomb his last picture. Because with the laser Polaroid, not only does it take a beautiful, beautiful image, it also shoots a laser out of the lens, destroying... Anything in its past, including that little photo bombing bastard at the park. So, with that said, let's get back to the photo, Jordan. Would you like to know more about the photo?
0: I would actually. I would like to know. This is it something special? Laser
1: pole as pills? I said, you're taking family photos. They're magical, they're memorable. You always want to remember these moments. But what do you want to remember more at a family picnic? Other than the people you've been with? What they ate, right? Food's the key. <laughs> Food's the key to to the human heart and soul, if you will. So the laser Polaroid doesn't take normal photos. It takes x-ray pictures. So you can see that your lying aunt did, in fact, not have just one slice of cake. Bitch had four. (laughs) 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 I broke myself on that one. (laughs) So yes, the X-ray laser <laughs> Polaroid. You can spy on your family's insides and take out <laughs> take out photo bombers. Photo bombing <laughs> bastards. <laughs> well, Jordan, you may ask, seems like this is an awful lot to take with you on the go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the good news is this all fits conveniently in a toiletry bag. The size of A pair of shoes, essentially. A pair of shoes. A shoebox. This is the mobile kit, as we said. It's the mobile kit. How much more can you ask for to have these key key things on the go with you? Yes, Jordan, question.
0: I do, yes. I want to know, is this all come together in one exclusive
1: kit with a special carrying bag? Indeed. This is a one time special for Q on the go. Q time on the go. Guaranteed to never wake up anyone who uses it, uses it. Quote from Q himself. This one time special, including the exploding alarm clock, the detonating toothpaste, make sure you do not confuse that with your regular toothpaste. Bad things will happen to good people. Your camera gun, your laser polar laser x ray Polaroid. All of this, Jordan, can be you yours, use yours, yours for the very, very low price. <laughs> Of sixty nine ninety nine. Now, you may ask yourself, Jordan, that's the lowest price we've had in quite some time on this show, correct?
0: Yes, I believe it is.
1: Well, it's mobile. It's mobile. It's, it's, it's smaller. Because it's mobile, not only is what you bring with you mobile, now Q-Labs has come to America. So we don't have to pay. We don't have to charge the import prices anymore. So we can sell things at a much, much lower cost until the next movie. <laughs> nice. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us to Q for Q time on the go, featuring "License to Kill."
0: Q Mobile is the way I
1: word it. Q Mobile, that's it. Q Mobile, fuck you, T Mobile. We're Q Mobile.
0: Ah, uh, so after Q time, I think one of my best comment, or one of the best comments in the movie, is one. It's, everything's done. Um. And I know we, with Q time kicked off, we kind of skipped over the Sanchez, or not Sanchez, um, Kennedy and Q meeting, yeah. where it was kind of like, I was like, Kenny, here's my uncle Q. Q, this is my cousin Kennedy. And yeah. Q's like, oh, we must be related then. <laughs> uh, but after that's all said and done, and they're like, all right, we're done. We need to go to bed. Kenny goes and takes to one room, and like Bond's like, uh, Great. Q, I hope you don't snore and <laughs> like walks off into the bedroom. I, I lost lost at that. I'm like, that was, is great. And
1: and Q's like testing the firmness of the mattress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's
0: just like pushing it down. <laughs> I yep. thought that was awesome. I I love seeing Q in the field. I know he's gonna be like in the next couple scenes on and off, like a little bit more in this movie, but I love seeing Q in the field. It, like it made my day seeing him in this movie.
1: Oh yeah. I love Q so much. Q's so good. Uh, um, but from here we cut to Sanchez having an, having a meeting with Asian drug dealers. Bond proceeds to, when they wake up the next morning, Bond proceeds to send Kennedy away with Q. Listen, I don't need you guys anymore. You don't need to be a part of this. I've got this covered. You've, you you're in too deep anyway.
0: And I'll tell you what, the next scene, I just want to cut in real quick. Cause I know he, like he sends her away and it's like, get Q out of here. The next scene or two, when he starts sneaking in, I thought was really, um, really neat and it was shot in an interesting way because you just kind of see like Bond kind of like walks by the bar and then you just see like this tray with some glasses in there and you don't see bond you just see like a hand reach over grab mm-hmm. the tray and like kind of walk back off and then like the next scene you kind of see like bond kind of mingling in between other ones like it was just the way it was shot as he was kind of going through and like infiltrating yep. the waiting staff i the, thought was uh, done really nice the
1: transition of him disguising himself as a waiter he sneaks yeah. into the elevator shifting things around yeah. go to the top Hops up Gives into the, the, yep. it, goes above the elevator before the other the other waiter sees him, and it goes up onto the roof, and then uses his. We did not mention this in, in queue time because we I forgot it was a thing. Uses his cummerbund, for those of you listening, it's the it's the oh, belt yeah. looking thing part of a tuxedo. Yeah, Bond takes that. that off, and it's full of rope, and he uses that to rappel down to Sanchez's office window, and uses the detonating toothpaste. And a cigarette box igniter on I the window. I thought that was pretty neat, too. Yeah, so did I. The gadgets in this were really cool, man. Yeah, they were disguised um, really well. Yeah, yeah. The cigarette lighter, the cigarette igniter on the window and leaves away. You know, he's he's, he's setting things up. He's setting things in motion here. Because what we for- neglected to mention at the beginning, when he first met Sanchez and he leaves, Bond realizes that Sanchez is hiding behind some thick-ass glass. You're not going to be able to shoot your way oh, through yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's right so bond's yeah, gonna I have to take that. him out a different way he's gonna have to get rid of the glass before he can shoot sanchez
0: i like the next scene because essentially if i'm not mistaken like after this he kind of like rides with q
1: yeah he leaves in a car with q and we see that he's being followed
0: yes and like he kind of like in a way while talking to q and like you know q thanks for coming to help me this and that is essentially saying goodbye to q i think q picks up on two is Something's off with the way you know Bond's doing his farewell this time around. It's almost like Bond thinks he's not coming back. Yeah. Um, so I kind of liked the little conversation between the two of them in the scene before leaving Q, and you know heading up to where he needed to be.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. Was a nice little scene before between Q and Bond. But before that, um, we do briefly cut back to the Sanchez meeting with the Asians, where the Asians request to view. Mm Sanchez is his drug facility and everything before they agree to a deal. And Sanchez agrees to give him a tour.
0: Yeah, I was saying the funny thing is during that scene, it was a specific someone who kind of pushes that a little bit.
1: And we recognize him. Yep, It was the same Asian gentleman that we saw recognize Bond when he left the casino earlier.
0: Mm hmm. Indeed. I did pick up on that when they said that had that scene. I was like, well, obviously, there's more to this guy.
1: Mm hmm. Um when Q drops Bond off after after their nice little heartfelt moment, Q gives Bond a gift box. We cut briefly back to Sanchez as he brings the Asians into the party and then goes into his goes into his office. Bond is on the rooftop and he prepares prepares the gift box which contains the camera gun itself. Preps everything, mm-hmm. gets everything set up, lines up his shot on Sanchez and prepares to blow the window. Meanwhile in Sanchez's office, Sanchez meets with El Presidente. Who is very displeased with his check that he received from Sanchez Sanchez immediately threatens him in the most badass way possible of mm-hmm. well, you know when I was in jail it didn't seem like you really did a lot to get out get me out it didn't seem like you really did a lot or cared so remember you only get paid if you're you, you're only the president while you're alive and yes. it's like damn son hell of a threat. Yeah, the-
0: The funny thing is, is during this little conversation and Bond's watching, there is a conversation going on with two other people in the room next to them.
1: Yes. Yep, Bond spots Mrs. Kennedy, Pam Bouvier herself, meeting with another gentleman in the office. And Bond's like, fuck, she's bad. She's bad. God damn it, she's bad. Bond Mm -hmm. proceeds to blow the window, lines up his shot but gets attacked by ninjas right out of nowhere before firing. (laughs) And and ladies and gentlemen, out of nowhere in this movie, we have a straight up ninja fight. Ninja fight also includes a Spider-Man webbing scene where somebody (laughs) throws Spider-Man rope out of their arm, like Scorpion from mortal Kombat all over bond and they knock him out. (laughs) Yes. Um, where he is, st- that that whole scene caught me. I mean, granted, granted it was cool, but it super caught me off guard.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting it either. I was like, why are there ninjas? I was like, is this like <laughs> supposed to be redemption from the last Ninja Bond movie we had? That's
1: right, it was been, been a long time. Yeah. Um, yes, Bond is taken to a shack and interrogated by said ninjas and the same Asian gentleman we saw earlier. We find out that these Asians are actually Chinese spies trying to take down Sanchez from importing drugs into their country as mm-hmm. well. Like I said earlier, a lot of organizations trying to take down this man. As they're interrogating Bond, they are attacked by by, by the Bahamian Bohemian. What? They're back in the Bahamas, right? No, they're back in Cuba. Where are they at? I have no idea where they're at right now. But anyway, they're attacked by no, tanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember, yeah uh, I do know
1: They're in some Caribbean country
0: that, Yeah, wherever, wherever they're at I mean, obviously Sanchez Has it in with the, uh, the Military, the I guess, so to speak well. Yeah, of some point So, like, he just starts attacking them with tanks Because he's suspicious of uh, Everything that's going on Indeed, had, And, you know, buildings are blown up Ninjas
1: are dying, bond, things happen Bonds knocked out, you know the uh, mm-hmm. henchmen and, and Sanchez go in and everyone's dead except for Bond, who's knocked out, and one ninja girl no. who fights to her very last breath. She takes so, out a soldier before being shot dead. Oh, the other Asian guys there, too.
0: Yeah, I and mean, the funny thing is there was, there was a little bit more that went on in this scene. I mean, essentially it was very quick, but... When Bond's meeting uh, with the Hong Kong narcotics officer who was was the guy that was Mm -hmm. following him and was in trying to set up the meeting with Sanchez and was telling Bond how he almost, you know, blew this several year investigation. There's another guy there, too, that knows Bond uh, from pretty much the British government, knows that Bond's uh, a rogue agent, Mm -hmm. was curious how he got special um, British spy equipment and this and that, and says that he's pretty much going to take Bond back with him. And then the tanks come and, you know, blow the place up. And then the Hong Kong narcotics guy, like, takes cyanide pills so they can't be captured. Like, there's a lot that went on here. But essentially, the funny part out of all of this is even though Sanchez blew up the building with tanks, Sanchez really came and rescued Bond. Not intentionally, because he's like, why are you here?
1: Yep. But helped Bond out. Helped Bond out because he knew him from their meeting earlier. And to his knowledge now, Mm -hmm. Bond is not a bad guy. Well, not bad to him guy, you know. Yeah. So Sanchez rescues Bond and Bond wakes up in a beautiful room Mm -hmm. with clothes there waiting for him. He heads out of the room and meets with Sanchez. We realize we're at Sanchez's mansion. Sanchez questions about Bond about last night. Or it's an island. Is it an island? Yeah, it's an island, but it's his mansion on an island. A lot of island mansion stuff going on in, bon, in Bond movies.
0: I feel like that needs a special name, too. We'll come back <laughs> yeah. to that
1: one. Um, but Sanchez questions Bond about last night, and Bond's like, I don't know, they must, must have recognized me from the casino. I have a lot of enemies, this, that, and the other thing. Um, Sanchez seems to, and, and Bond straight up admits during the scene that he used to be a British, British agent. Mm-hmm. So Bond's... Lying by telling the truth, essentially, which which is very smart.
0: Yeah, it works for his cover really. It well. works for
1: his cover really well. Um <clears throat> so the Bond, you know, Sanchez questions Bond and, and Sanchez insists that Bond stay at his home, recover, you know, enjoy the amenities, blah 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 blah. Sanchez knows that the Wave Crest is arriving today, and Sanchez suspects Milton Crest as the traitor in his organization
0: with a little help um from bond who's yes. spinning the story He's as he goes spinning
1: a yarn if you will so and i love this scene where where sanchez goes and, and and talks to his other guy who who had done a background check on bond and was like do you know who you know do you know do you know he he used to be a british agent mhm um and the guy's like yeah he literally just told me so it completely makes bond's cover story legitimate
0: yeah it, it definitely know? helps bond out uh, and I think Bond knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. It was only a matter of time. So I think, like, Bond was being clever enough to be like, look, i got to find a way to spin this that keeps me in the okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he did a good job. And, I mean, you can start seeing from at this point on, Bond is starts spinning the web with everything. Yes. In the right amount and in the right direction the whole time. Kind of helping push Sanchez in a direction that he wants Sanchez to go in. And I love that. It's almost—I think we talked about this—like a different movie, different Bond movie, but roles reversed. Yep.
1: Sanchez's girlfriend go—you know—takes Bond back up to the room, and Bond's like, "Listen, I'm not having this. I, I got to go. We got to escape." Sanchez's girlfriend actually helps Bond escape the island, distracts the guards, mm-hmm. uh, sneaks Bond off in her boat, saying she's going shopping. We cut back to the hotel where Q and and Miss Kennedy are waiting. Bond arrives and harshly interrogates Miss Kennedy about why she was at Sanchez's office last night. She reveals that you know she's been doing this, that I don't know exactly what she says, but she's been doing background work, working for an organization. It's all good. We're, we're same team, same mm-hmm. team, homie, same team. Sanchez is trying to buy missiles to take down an American airliner, and that's that's what her mission is. Bond proceeds from here to head to the bank and withdraw his money. He's yeah. got bigger, yeah. bigger plans for said money.
0: I would say there is a plan, because once Bond's like, okay, cool, we're on the same page, he tells Kennedy to meet him at the harbor, Yes. then goes to withdraw all of his money. Um, so it makes you kind of
1: wonder what they're up to. Indeed. From here, we cut to the wave crest arriving at the docks, where we see Kennedy disguised as the harbor pilot and Q captaining the harbor pilot vessel. Kennedy takes control of the harbor pilot and drives the wave crest into the dock Giving Bond the opportunity to sneak aboard through the sentinel hatch, that Kennedy mm-hmm. sneaks down and opens up. Q, meanwhile, through the boat, is transporting their supplies into you know underwater into into where they're at in the uh, in the wave crest, and they hide the money in the pressure vessel that that yeah, poor poor that, henchman that <laughs> was trapped in earlier. We cut to Sanchez on on the wave crest, questioning Milton Crest about what happened at sea. Crest is completely honest. Listen, a dude came out of nowhere. He started stabbing our drugs. He harpooned his way onto a plane and flew off into the distance. Chan Sanchez, Sanchez absolutely does not believe this. And, and who wouldn't? Who would? That's an impossible situation. That doesn't happen in real life. But ladies and gentlemen, this isn't real life. This is James Bond. It happens in James Bond. On the regular. Guards come in. Sanchez doesn't believe him. And guards guards come into the room with Kennedy and Bond and spot the money in the pressure vessel and go and report it back to Sanchez. Sanchez takes Milton and they go for a little walk down into the depths of the ship and they find that pressure vessel and they see that money and Milton claims it's not his he has no idea how it got there but you know how that goes you know you're just holding it for a friend bullshit Mm -hmm. you know so what does Sanchez do well he can't allow this disloyalty in his organization he's a man that values loyalty in his organization and he throws Milton into the pressure vessel and pressurizes it causing his head to pop like a goddamn pinata yeah
2: all over the place
1: all over the place blood everywhere from here bond q and kennedy arrive back at shore and bond leaves them leaves them there he's like listen i gotta go sanchez thinks i'm at his mansion i got places i gotta get back so like real
0: quick i thought was kind of neat Uh, And I'll just see if you remember enough of the scene to give me your opinion on this real quick. When they're done and, like, Bond finally swims back from the Sentinel back to their little boat and they're kind of, like, rolling back through the water to get back to shore and all that, that scene with the way the music was going straight up reminded me of, like, Lethal Weapon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I I just got that that whole
0: Lethal Weapon vibe in that scene. I'm like, hmm. Well, we're like, we're very
1: much in the same time period, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say I know I know it's the same time period, it definitely makes sense. But like throughout this movie, although and I said this after we watched it a couple days ago, this movie was a great Bond movie, but I felt like it could have been just a good like lethal weapon or any other yeah, type of action really movie. good just good action movie. You by said itself. you said
1: the same thing about the last Timothy Dalton movie too. So it might be yes, something yes. to the Timothy Dalton ones that they just feel and more true. And I, I think more like generic spy movies.
0: Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, no. That scene specifically, I definitely had like a, a Lethal Weapon vibe. I'm like, hmm, interesting. And then I was like, all right, now we're kind of back to
1: Bond. <laughs> um, when Bond leaves Q and Kennedy on the uh, on the shore, and he goes back to or back at Sanchez's house, Sanchez comes to Bond's room to pay him for his information and his loyalty. Literally, pay him. He has got money in his hand. But wait a minute, we know Bond's not there, right? Bonds he wasn't wasn't there. He left. Sanchez opens opens Bond's door and who's laying in bed? But Bond himself waking uh-huh. up all groggy looking. <laughs> Sanchez then proceeds to invite Bond to go with him on a little adventure tomorrow. Which we'll find out what that is momentarily. <clears throat> yes. Meanwhile, Sanchez leaves and his girlfriend I've got it in my notes Lupe. Lupe I uh, keep going on Ruby. Lupe Just saying. comes for a visit and she seduces Bond, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And we have sexy time. I, 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 I like. I wish Bond would have known. Lupe's track record with other men. Because everyone she has sex with, that's not Sanchez, fucking dies. dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor so, Bond. Not looking for good for Bond at this point. From here. Uh, Lupe leaves and goes to warn Q, and Kennedy of the events that have unfolded, um, and Kennedy is straight up jealous of Lupe. Mm-hmm. Shows it obviously when when Lupe admits that they were, they were together <laughs> last night. Kennedy was like, "This is bullshit. I'm not saving that bastard." And once again, Q tries to like mellow things out. You it's know, okay. these
0: things these things happen when yeah. you're in the field. And she just straight up does not have it. <laughs> she's just not having it. <laughs> Dude, she's like, "That's just," and she just like flips out. And I love how it was like she says it, and then like he cuts to a different scene as Q's just shaking his head.
1: <laughs> Um, but we have a really good scene of Q and Kennedy tracking Bond through various methods. You know, Kennedy slowly working her way, you know, into getting a plane. Mm. Um, Q tracking their their movements by by car, where he's described just disguised as the the guy with the broom on the side of the road. <laughs> the radio broom. And I love it's a radio broom, and then he just straight throws it into the bushes. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs>
0: Oh, like uh, it I love I love Q in this movie. I'll
1: get to I'll get to him throwing it in the bushes. I've got something for that in um in, in trivia in trivia time. Yeah. Oh yes, thank <laughs> you. There's some Q stuff in trivia time.
0: That was like one of my favorite scenes, dude. <laughs> just like Q sweeping away, just takes out, turns the into a radio, and just chucks it and walks away. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is awesome. Um, that is Q right
1: there. <laughs> but Bond is traveling by car with the Asians. They're going, they're going to the, the drug facility. Sanchez, however, leaves via helicopter with his number one henchman, Dario. We haven't mm-hmm. heard that man's name for most of this movie. But God mm-hmm. damn it, is he a good henchman. God love Benicio Del Toro. But Bond and the agents arrive at Sanchez's drug processing facility, yeah. which is disguised as... The the home office or mecca holy land of the televangelist, if you will. Sanchez's helicopter lands through a secret hatch and he greets Bond and the Asians. Dario seems to be alerted to Bond's presence, though. Bond kind of, you know... Rushes by him. He's got them wearing wearing drug masks, you know, or uh, masks, they're and they doing don't their breathe in the chemicals the factory, and whatnot. Yeah. They're in the factory, but Dario's on to Bond. Dario's like, mm, "Who's the new guy?" And Sanchez is like, "Somebody I thought could be useful." And Dario's like, "This is bullshit. I, I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure I know this man." Um, meanwhile, Kennedy sneaks in disguised as a super fan of the televangelist. The televangelist proceeds to be creepy as fuck and lead her back to a hidden bedroom, so like his
0: private like headquarters his, or private quarters, his, or whatever.
1: Yeah, private sexy time room, essentially, where she proceeds to knock him out and steal some robes to disguise herself as one of the mm-hmm. one of the one of the other cult, if you will.
0: There was supposed to be like some type of like meditation, like yoga mm-hmm. place, or like whatever. Um, so she just kind of like fits in with the, the regular stays. I don't know what you would know. call them.
1: The people, um, the, 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 people there. I, I, I'm, I'm exactly. Go there. Yeah. Those who are
0: staying there and yep. doing the thing and all that fun stuff. But she
1: brought him, um, you know, gift of gift of money is what she used to sneak in there as a fan. She collected Yeah. It was so supposed to be money. like a donation yeah.
0: from like another church or something. Exactly. She said,
1: um, but back at the drug facility <laughs> tour. Yes, sir.
0: I was gonna say real quick. I don't know if you caught this, but during that whole like bedroom scene, did you notice the um, variation of uh, if I'm pronouncing this right, uh, de Lis song playing in the oh, background? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, it took me a couple of minutes. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm like it is playing. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, I completely forgot about. It. I should have put that in the, my notes. I completely forgot about that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. He was just playing the whole time while he's trying to like seduce her and be all like sexy and stuff. And I'm like is that fear de lis or how you pronounce it like in the background? I was like, it's completely different. It's not the normal. It's like a, a variation of it. I was like, but I'm pretty sure that is
1: <laughs> um, like, well done. Well done. But from here, we cut back to the tour of the drug facility where they're in the lab showing how they process everything through. Dario comes up behind bond, pulls the gun on him. And is like, listen, homie, I know you, I know who you are. We fought like two days ago. You know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> while the experiment's going on, Bond uses a, a flame going up to, as a distraction and causes a fight. F- begins fighting with Dario, starting a f- causing a fire to start. The lab's catching on fl- fire. People are panicking. The Asians are running away. The employees don't know what to do. They're all over the place. Bond is almost immediately captured. However, during this fight, there was really no chance of him getting away, and it's no. and it's tied up. Sanchez is very disappointed at Bond's disloyalty, and Dario reveals. At first, he's upset at Dario, and then Dario's like, "No, listen, I know who this guy is." And then Sanchez is like, "Bond, Bond, 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 you are my mm. boy, Bond. You are my boy." He's tied up and he's put on a conveyor belt, left to die by being dropped into a shredder. Sanchez. But what does Bond do? Sanchez and a couple of his henchmen leave Dario to take care of this. Bond keeps holding on, holding on to things as they go. Bond's holding on; he's hanging over the top of the. Go ahead.
0: Oh no! I was just gonna say real quick before you get to this next scene, um, if you remember during this, when Bond's first in the cafe about when he's trying to like grab the railing as he's you know oh, slowly Sanchez being pushed down the like, hands. Yeah, yeah, and like kicking it. Bond refers or says something to Sanchez about, uh, and I can't remember the, the one of the other not so important henchmen's um, and the stinger missiles, which mm, were on the helicopter that's right. when they, that's right. uh, when, when Sanchez first meets up with Dario, there's stinger missiles there. And so what is Bond doing? Bond is still spinning that web. And is like, Oh, what about your other guy? And um, have you checked your stinger missiles lately? Yeah. Because yeah, I forgot about that. he's, he's probably going in and taking them yeah. again, creating that, um, second guessing uh, with the loyalty of his other henchmen, building that a little bit of doubt, exactly. Will. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, he's still doing it, and Sanchez is like kicking his hands, like, I'm not done, I'm not done doing with it. <laughs> what does Sanchez do? He, like, you said, he leaves and starts heading back to the helicopter, and sure enough, there's the other guy grabbing the Stinger missiles. Um, but that I know that's in the next scene, but I just I wanted to point out that Bond is still spinning that web, even up to now. Mm-hmm. Causing Sanchez to lose grip and on the loyalty that he believed in with all of his other uh,
1: henchmen. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but Bond's hanging for dear life; his bindings are caught. He's he's about to fall into the shredder, and Dario, Dario's finishing him off. Man, Dario slowly starts cutting through Bond's Bond's binding bindings, just as Kennedy arrives and shoots Dario. Bond uses this opportunity to pull Dario down next to him into the shredder dario hangs on to bond's waist for dear life but his legs hit the shredder and he's pulled in slowly but surely screaming Mm. the entire time horrible way to die that's like up there if it's not number one it's definitely top five of ways i don't want to die you know if yeah Yeah, if I could choose my choose how I die, that's way on the bottom of the list. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, way on the bottom of the list. Um, but Dario's down. He's dead. He's taken out. Bond's rescued by Kennedy, and we cut briefly back to Sanchez, who catches Heller. Is that gentleman's name, by the way? And Bond was right. Is
0: it Heller? Because I kept putting Keller on
1: my notes. Heller. I had it in the next scene. Heller is trying to steal. The missiles from the helicopter and he spins some lie about you know i was trying to you know make sure they're safe get them out of here and you see sanchez just he doesn't believe it he just doesn't mm-hmm. believe it but we we cut briefly back to bond and kennedy who are attempting they're trying to find a way a way out of this exploding bu- building when all of a sudden a random forklift comes through the wall with heller's body attached to it
0: just hanging off the forks. I love
1: that he, you didn't see him kill Heller, but like the next scene, his, his body shows up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a good transition too. To pretty much say, yeah. 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 What you thought was true. Yeah. We're not, we don't have to show no. it. We just give you the aftermath and you fill in the blanks. What you thought
1: happened, happened. Um,
0: yeah. No, I thought that was a really good transition on, um, <clears throat> from one scene to the next and pretty much giving you just enough to fill in a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the way that was done as far as the storytelling aspect of it and with the visual effects.
1: Once once they escape the facility, we see that Sanchez is leaving, leaving via car. Meanwhile, Bond and Kennedy leave via golf cart. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when they jumped in that thing. Which is just slow enough for them to catch up to the televangelist, and Kennedy rips the money away from him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the telev- televangelist says something. I don't remember what it was, but...
0: I I think he was, he was still complimenting her, like, oh, you're beautiful or something. Like, I can't remember was, what he was was, said, but he was, like, still just trying to, like, lay it, it on thick. It was much. just
1: enough humor. Just enough humor.
0: Uh, no, it was really good.
1: Um, the entire fa- facility explodes, and Bond and Kennedy switch from golf cart to plane to pursue Sanchez and the tankers. What we have neglected to mention is they d- were able to evacuate the tankers, which contain... The raw liquid form of their um, their their drug.
0: Oh yeah, because the the one guy was still with them. That was like the he's like the facility the, cost forty million dollars. We have to try
1: and save it and whatnot. He's like, listen, dude, we can let this shit burn. We've got like three hundred million dollars worth of shit in those tankers. You yeah. know, we got to get that out of here. So Sanchez is in a car, you know, evacuating with the tankers. Bond and Kennedy in a plane, and Bond is dropped onto a tanker. And Sanchez immediately just starts shooting at Bond while he's on this tanker. We've got a you know chase scene. Bond's on the tanker. He's being shot out. Bond proceeds to take out the tanker driver and throws him onto the hood of Sanchez's car, where Sanchez immediately throws him off onto the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. No regard for say, his henchmen whatsoever.
0: I have to put out, like, from here on flashbacks to fast and furious yeah yeah with the, the, the tanker scene like i feel like fast and furious took their opening scene from this movie yeah.
1: um yeah i mean this whole this whole this whole next bit goes really really quickly too um but throws him onto the road, so Bond has control of the tanker. And the other tankers are ordered to keep Bond from catching up with Sanchez. So the tankers are weaving back and forth in front of Bond, keeping him from bas- passing. They cut around the corner. Bond sees his opportunity to sneak by, sneak by one of these other tankers. But when he cuts the corner, there's but a lone little truck. Pitter-pattering, teetering its way along the side of this road, transporting pineapples. If you you know, pineapples, a fruit. We see the inside of this car. And it's this older gentleman, but relatively well put together, his nice, beautiful wife, and their gloriously loyal dog sitting in, sitting in between them. They're driving along. They're trying to sell those pineapples. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Frank. Joseph P. Henchman the third. And his wife. Elaine. Sarah No, her name was Elaine. It was Elaine um, Sarah
0: Hinchman. It's Elaine Henchman now, but I can't Formally remember. Formerly Bodyguard. <laughs> Formerly Bodyguard. That's right. Yeah. It was Elaine her Bodyguard. Her made a name now was Bodyguard. That's right.
1: Yes. Despite all of the events of the past, them rekindling their romance in in Silicon Valley. Them trying to retire in the Eastern European frosts and their livelihood being taken out, their farm being literally ripped away from them by bond, they decided to restart where it all began. Frank took his wife and his kids to where he started his henchman career, the Caribbean. Frank's back in the Caribbean. He retires to the Bahamas or Cuba or whatever island we're on because <laughs> I never quite honestly I don't
0: remember I, I, where I never quite was. picked
1: that up. But Frank retires here is the point, ladies and gentlemen, he decided he decides, despite being hassled by Bond for the last three films, he's going to take the 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 sage like wisdom and advice of his wife and not pursue vengeance just let it go. Jameson, pineapple in the business. immortal words of Frozen, let it go. Let it go. Something, 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 snowman, let it go. So Frank takes the immortal words of, of Elsa from Frozen and lets it go. He starts a new career in the I'm Caribbean. Just laughing because
0: that's. That's where we saw him last. Was like in the snow at the, on like the fishing lake in his little lodge that Bond just took out.
1: Jordan, you forget not all of my Frank stories are complete accidental bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This is true. It's, you,
0: there's usually some type of means behind it's it.
1: only twenty percent, ten percent. All right, fuck it. Five. I'm lying. Five percent planned out ahead of time. <laughs> um,
0: only five percent planned. That's what makes a good story.
1: <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Friday Films, a Hoodoo Presents project where we plan out everything in advance, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, back to Frank and his wife. They've 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 started a very successful, very lucrative pineapple dip business. They've got a dog. No man can be unhappy with a dog next to his side. Man's best friend, right? Frank's never had a dog before. So Frank's living the high life, rekindled his romance with his life. His kids have gone off to college now. You know, they're going to MIT just like Frank did before he got his radiation technician job with Dr. No. Back when he still was hopeful and had a future in his life. Before it was ripped away from him by James Bond. Now he's, he's retired and he's, he's living the good life with his wife and his dog in the Caribbean selling pineapples. Well, when none other than, ladies and gentlemen faithful day when he was transporting pineapples to market and was going around a curve and he was like "You know, listen these trucks that are passing us are going pretty quickly but that's their business not mine I'm Frank Joseph P. Hinchman III pineapple salesman extraordinaire so he's like well they're doing their own thing and he goes around this turn comes face to face with one of these gigantic tankers that runs him off the road and he looks and sees in the driver's seat of this tanker The dead, soulless eyes of James Bond. His nemesis for the past three decades. Two decades, two and a half, almost three decades. And he's like, why, Mr. Bond? I've, I've run all over the world to get away from you. Why must you ruin my pineapples? Why my pineapples, Mr. Bond? Why? We'll return with Frank, the pineapple salesman, next week. After a few brief messages from our sponsor, James Bond, in review. I just have a real quick question.
0: I need to know more about the
1: dog. Ironically enough, he was a former drug dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's a retired drug dog. So, <laughs> he's
0: a retired drug dog. Okay. I guess I'll have to tune in next week to figure out what happened to the dog.
1: Figure out what the dog's name is. Um, uh, God. No, no. It's it's God. What? That's dog backwards. <laughs> it all makes sense the now. The dog's name is God, uh, little G, not big G. So we'll yeah we'll continue Frank, Elaine, and God the dog's story next week. Five
0: percent, guys. Five percent.
1: Go, woo! Thanks it's for listening. Five percent. <laughs> so after Frank's story, um, Bond Bond manages to make it past. But there's a blockade ahead um, that fires a rocket at Bond. Bond proceeds to straight-up dodge it on two wheels. He two-wheel drives this tanker way longer than he should have.
0: Yeah, because like, it doesn't like knock the one truck off the road, yeah. and it starts like going downhill, and then like somehow like kicks it back over on the other two wheels. Yeah,
1: yeah he dodges the rocket and keeps driving on the two wheels until he busts through the be- barricade. And then lands
0: it back on top of the uh, the other vehicle. Lands it, it back on top, yeah,
1: but his tires are shut out, shot out, mm-hmm. and he comes to a stop. Kennedy flies over and straight up crop dusts the um the guys that are attacking Sanchez's henchmen that are attacking Bond, giving Bond the opportunity to release the tanker, allowing it to roll downhill, blowing up another one and blocking Sanchez's route. Mm-hmm. At this point, Sanchez gets out of the car, and his accountant is freaking the fuck out. And Sanchez just caps the man, killing him instantly. Sanchez just won't stop killing his own people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm telling you, man. There's webs. They get and to you. Sanchez
1: is all so paranoid. He's like, I trust nobody. Everyone dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. He just keeps killing his own men, and he leaves. And he like runs. He off. leaves in the last tanker. Meanwhile, Bond takes the semi half of the tanker truck tanker not attached anymore and straight up wheelies it through the flaming wreckage for some reason (laughs) not sure why not even sure how but it happens
0: (laughs) i was confused with this one
1: yeah i was like it made no sense at all i don't know because the car chasing him just drives through it no wheelie necessary. And then
0: all four wheels catch all on fire. So maybe that's
1: why he wheelied. to to save some wheels. I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know because the last wheels were still okay. Exactly.
1: Um. <clears throat> but he wheelies through it for some reason and sets the cruise control on it, pursuing Sanchez's tanker and jumps onto Sanchez's tanker. Meanwhile, Kennedy's flying low over the over the tanker and gets her tail shot out, forcing her to land. Bond and Sanchez love- Sanchez have a fight back and forth on this tanker. They're going back and forth. Sanchez accidentally cuts the brake lines of the tanker attempting to kill Bond. And the driver of the tanker's like, "Uh, dude, we can't stop and there's a hill coming up."
0: I love before this fight breaks out, Bond like cranks the valve on the last tanker and the the truck that was following with the fire tires. Kicks the trail, igniting the trail, and the trail just like slowly follows them the whole yeah, way. Yeah, I thought that was looking yeah. funny. I like, "Yeah, I forgot again. about that." That because like he cool. kicks it on and off a couple times during the fight, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, like him and Sanchez are fighting all over the thing. And I'm just laughing because it's like little trail of fires just following them the whole yeah. way.
1: Um, <clears throat> as the tanker goes over the hill as they fight, Sanchez and, Sanchez has Bond. Oh, excuse me. The tanker goes over the hill as they fight. They're all busted up. Bond's barely able to move. He looks over. He San- sees Sanchez unconscious. He takes a moment to get himself steady. But there's Sanchez out of nowhere and has Bond dead to rights. But what does Bond do? Mm-hmm. Bond says something Something badass, he says. to.
0: <coughs> he says, don't you want to know why? Yeah, don't you want... I, I put it in my notes because I thought it was a pretty clever hey, line yeah. right before. Don't you
1: want to know why? Bond pulls out the lighter that Felix and Della gave him and straight up torches light Sanchez on fire who was
0: already covered in In the in the the, in the the fluid from the tanker exactly
1: Set Sanchez is on fire and Kennedy arrives via semi to pick Bond up from here ladies and gentlemen we cut to a man presumed dead agent Curly glasses himself, Felix Leiter of the CIA, recovering in the hospital, talking to Bond on the phone in very high spirits, despite missing a leg and a wife. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's in very high spirits. He's talking to Bond on the phone. Bond, we cut and we see Bond is with Lupe and the iguana.
0: I love how um, Felix tells Bond, like, hey, M's looking for you about a job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, M's looking for you, by the way. It's (laughs) Um, But Bond and Lupe are there with the iguana, mind you, and they kiss. As we cut to Kennedy and Q, Kennedy sees this and runs away crying. We can tell she's very much in love with Mr. Bond. But wait, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lupe and El Presidente's wedding. Bond was just getting one last kiss, you know, kissing the bride for the last time.
0: And wasn't the bride kissing him? Yes, really?
1: yes, indeed. Um, Bond then goes after Kennedy and jumps into the pool in front of her and pulls her end.
0: So I just wanted to emphasize when you say jumps into the pool for the audience to really get the full picture. Bond is up on the top level yes. with the party looking down over the balcony as Kennedy runs down to the lower level standing next to the said pool Bond then jumps over said balcony down a floor into that like
1: pool. a badass
0: yes yes which makes it so much <laughs> better than him just jumping into a random pool <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true. Your description so, was better. So I, want, I want
0: to I want yes, I wanted to paint this picture for everyone. Bond jumps over a balcony, down a floor mm. into pool, then gets <laughs> up and walks up to Kennedy like, "Hey, what's up?" After
1: he pulls Kennedy into the pool with her with him, we cut oh, to right, Q who shakes his head and walks away <laughs> with two glasses with Two glasses, glasses. His hand, which is awesome. Bond and Kennedy proceed to kiss in the pool and we cut to credits.
0: <sighs> it's another movie that finishes in water, by the way. there might not be a boat, but they were in the water.
1: I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you.
0: <laughs> I, I made sure to put that in my notes. So the credits roll, and like good old fashion, even though it's not there, we see James Bond will return. But I've taken the liberty to put the next movie in my notes. The next is GoldenEye. So that is exciting. right. A new block that Eric and I have been waiting weeks weeks for because these were the bonds that essentially we grew up with i mean i know you've watched all of them but this is where bond started for yeah. me it was in the the pierce Brosnan. Yeah, these
1: were these were the these were, i mean these were the bonds i grew up with too man like this pierce Brosnan was always was a, my bond because he was the one i i, I, I grew up yeah. watching you know
0: yeah he was mine too until replaced with daniel craig but that's 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 weeks away. We'll we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that when when all the bonds are said and done and what our actual bond list is. Uh, So that is License to Kill. Awesome movie. I thought it was really, really good. I was kind of worried getting into the adult movies when you were saying how these were the ones you remember the least. I wasn't expecting much. I figured they'd be like a Lazenby type movie, like one-offs, whatever, which essentially they were in their own way. But it was a different side of Bond in both of these movies, Um, making them really good movies. This was definitely better than the first um, Mm -hmm. Dalton movie, the last one that we did. Uh, Definitely an improvement, really good movie. Like I said, another reason to show you that lower budget than Moonraker, but still way, way better because it was done well. Good story, even though Bond was like rogue agent on the run, going after Felix's guy. Um, it definitely put a lot on the table in this movie. And I love the fact that Felix played a bigger role in this movie, even though he wasn't in the movie as well, um, or that long. I mean, this whole movie was based around revenge for Felix and catching Felix's bad guy, kind of helping Felix along the yeah. way, which usually it's the opposite. Felix is always trying to come in, give Bond a hand here or there. You know, this shows the opposite. They were so boys, I thought it was really good. They
1: were boys, yeah, it's, it was a it was a revenge tale too. I mean, honestly, I don't think we'll I don't when we get to ranking. I don't think we're, we're not going to spend very long on this because this movie this movie was very mm-hmm. good. I mean, this one I've enjoyed more than than several of the last ones. You know. <clears throat>
0: no, yeah, I mean this this was definitely a really good movie. Um, it was a good powerhouse movie for for mm-hmm. Dalton and in, in his level of Bond. Um, being that he only did two, I would have loved to see him uh, do more Bond movies because he was a different type of Bond. I would have Bond. loved to have
1: seen him do more as well, but at the same time, I, I would not want him to have taken replaced Pierce Brosnan. You know, cause Pierce No, Brosnan no.
0: I, <clears throat> um, I would have liked to have seen at least one more, I think, of him because I felt like his Bond character developed more in the second movie than in the mm-hmm. first I felt he was a little bit more of a Bond in the second one, yeah. um, so I, I definitely would have liked to see an, would have liked to have seen another Bond movie with him in yeah, it. Agreed. Um, but all in all, <clears throat> still really really good. So I guess with that, are you ready for trivia time?
1: It's trivia, trivia, trivia time! Da-da-da. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for trivia time for. License to Kill featuring Timothy Dalton. True Effect Number One. In an interview during filming in September 1988, Timothy Dalton denied claims that Bond was not allowed to have much sex in this movie due to the AIDS epidemic. However, in a 2007 interview, he admitted that this was true. So uh, you notice in the Timothy Dalton movies, both the last one and this one, they really toned down the, the, the sexy time seduction. It's not nearly mm-hmm. as prevalent because AIDS was everywhere during that time so they really toned it down um fact number two of all of the bond films this one has the largest role for desmond Llewellyn, aka q he's got this is the one the this is the movie he's in more than any other movie he has the largest yes. role and i love it it, it was great Number three, throughout the franchise, Q is constantly rec- reprimanding Bond for damaging or losing his equipment. Here, as a touch of irony, he uses his rake radio and casually toss it into the bushes and walks away. This was Llewelyn's idea to have Q do as a funny jab for him making fun of Bond doing the same thing.
0: That's awesome. I was wondering what the trivia would be for this one, because I love that scene. It was like my favorite (laughs) scene. Just a casual throw it into the bush and walk away. (laughs) I was loving it.
1: Despite being the least commercially successful of the Bond movies in the United States, this movie was considered by director John Glenn as his best 007 movie that he directed. Um, This opinion is popularly shared popularly shared um, by fans and critics who praise the realism of this movie. Next fact Desmond Llewellyn <clears throat> noted later, you know, several years later after this movie was filmed, that this is the first time in the Bond franchise that he had made any significant money out of any of the movies due to his time his, his the amount of time he was in the movie. Because usually he just pops in for one or two scenes and he's out. Yeah. So he actually made a significant paycheck for this film. Next fact, at 21 years old, Benicio del Toro is the youngest actor to play a villain in a James Bond film. 21 years old he was in that movie. Wow. Damn. as a young, young Benicio del Toro. Next, next fact. So making their final appearances in the James Bond franchise... Richard Maybaum, the writer. John Glenn, this is his final bond as director. Maurice Binder, who did the the title sequences, the intro songs. Mm -hmm. He's been doing them since... uh, From Russia with Love, I think. I think he started them in the second movie. So he's been doing the intro sequences forever. Um, Robert Brown as M. As we know, once we get to Goldeneye, we switch over to Dame Judi Dench. So, this is the last as Robert Brown as M. Carolyn Bliss as Miss Moneypenny. She was only in two of them. And Timothy Dolan, of course, as James Bond. So, a lot of people, this was their last Bond film. Mm-hmm, where
0: everything shifted.
1: Um, next fact. Mm-hmm. This is the last of the film franchise produced and released during the Cold War. At the time, Soviet communism was already being viewed as less of a threat and... And any new possible foreign adversaries were not yet clearly recognized. So producers felt that a Central American dictator and drug lord would give the movie a topical storyline, since that's something that was coming out at the time. Which worked. That probably played into the realism of it. I mean, yeah. Yeah,
0: It definitely hit um, a good story with that
1: one. Next fact. This is marked as the last filmed appearance of Felix Leiter until Casino Royale. In two thousand six, so we don't see Felix again until two thousand six. He's the black guy, yeah, in Casino Royale.
0: No, no, I was, I, I was, I was just trying to think that back on the the next like four movies with Pierce Brosnan. That I, now, now I'm thinking about it. I don't remember Felix no in any Felix.
1: of them. No Felix in Pierce Brosnan movies. Um, however, David Hedison, the actor to play um, Felix in this movie, is the only actor to play Felix opposite two different bonds he was felix in license to kill and he was felix in live and let die in 1973 with roger moore so he played felix did not pick he up played on felix that. two different times 16 years apart
0: <laughs> yeah i
1: did not pick up on that <laughs> so he was young when he played it opposite roger moore and he was older when he played it with timothy dalton uh, director John Glenn said that the production had a tough time pulling off the action and stunt set pieces um, in this movie because, of, because the budgets of the Bond films had not changed in years. They were trying to do bigger things. They hadn't changed since Octopussy in 1983. This was due to MGM's constant financial woes. Budget, res- budget restraints were put on the Bond films as producers were still paying interest on overspending on Moonraker. In 1979 (laughs) So they were still paying interest On overspending on Moonraker That's why all the budgets recently Have been the same Um, This is the first James Bond film To receive a PG-13 rating In the United States Uh, John Rhys Davies Was offered a cameo role In this movie as General Pushkin Would have been really cool to see that But he declined the offer as he was filming Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade At the time um, Franz Sanchez, the big bad of this film, is a combination of two villains from the novels: Les Lechichef from Casino Royale and Francisco Scaramanga from mm-hmm. The Man with the Golden Gun. So he was inspired by those. Two, he was inspired yeah. by those two villains, and that's it for trivia time.
0: I can definitely see it. Those are some good ones. I'm, I'm definitely uh, gonna be interested to see as as time changed. Like you said, all the shifts between. Uh, the actors and actresses from all the movies on. I'm curious to see once we get into this new block what our thoughts are um, with the new roles, essentially. Because I'll be honest, I've gotten used to the old M, but I grew up on the new M. So it's going to be weird for me going back to that. I think we'll we'll
1: adjust quickly.
0: I think so, too. (laughs) All right, so with that, Let's quickly get into the ranking. We pretty much already know this movie is high up on the list. It was enjoyable. It was good. Um, it had a good story plot. It had its action. It had a good villain. It had a decent bond. And although it was out of Bond's normal missions because he went rogue, all in all, I think it was still really, really good. Yep. So with that, give me the list, Eric, so we can then just put it right on top.
1: <laughs> The list is as follows. Number one from Russia with love. Number two, you only live twice. Number three, the spy who loved me. Number four, Thunderball. Number five, for your eyes only. Number six, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Number seven, Goldfinger. Number eight, The Living Daylights. Number nine, Doctor No. Number ten, A View to a Kill. Number eleven, The Man with the Golden Gun. Number twelve, Octopussy. Number thirteen, Moonraker. Number 14, live and let die. Number 15, diamonds are forever. So, Jordan, where are we putting this bad boy?
0: So, this was a good movie. I mean, we talked about this pre-show and actually briefly the other day that we thought this movie was going to be higher on the list than initially thought. Um, Getting into it, I mean, it was more action-packed, more... It was more depth to the movie yeah. than we thought. It was just overall really, really good. So we did not expect it to be as good as it was. So we, I knew we were going to have a hard time putting this on the list. Mm-hmm. That being said, I still think it should be in the top half easy. Uh, just because it All Around was a great movie. And like I said before, it has its action. It has its good villain. It's got a good story. It had decent gadgets. All the things that we usually put into a Bond movie were there.
1: Let's start with number um, number six, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So, is it better than On Her Majesty's Secret Service?
0: I I would think so. I mean, I like that movie, but I kind of like this one better.
1: I I agree. Now, what about number five for your eyes, or excuse me, number six for um for your eyes only?
0: Mm, I mean, that was also a good movie. I I mean, I could see. I see. Once we start getting the top five, it gets it gets you, close. But I I could see it better. The top than that ten one.
1: are all really solid.
0: I mean, they really are. It's going to get really hard
1: are. to break into the top. I mean, I think several of Pierce Brosnan movies are going to have a hard time breaking into the top ten.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that too. But I, what's the next one
1: on the list? Thunderball at number four.
0: <clears throat> I don't
1: know if it's better it's than It's not better than Thunderball. I Thunderball. It's definitely not better than Thunderball. I agree with you, though. I do like it more than For Your Eyes Only. Um, <clears throat> Timothy Dalton surprised me. It's it's uh he's he's much higher like if i had done a ranking list before we started doing bond in review the dalton movies would have been lower than what they are significantly lower than what they are now based on my memory um but they're a lot better than i than i gave them credit for back in the day so i agree with you dude it's not as good as thunderball but it's better than for your eyes only so i think this breaks top five
0: i'd have to agree i mean which i'm okay with even for a adult movie i thought it deserved to be in the uh, the higher um side of this list
1: so with that said the list is as follows number one from russia with love number two you only live twice number three the spy who loved me number four thunderball number five license to kill number six for your eyes only number seven on her majesty's secret service number eight goldfinger number nine the living daylights number 10 dr no number 11 a view to a kill number 12 the man with the golden gun number 13 octopussy number 14 moonraker number 15 live and let die number 16 diamonds are forever so jordan i think that brings us to the villain list
0: all right so currently since um we have a lovely list and i have to remember where i keep red at i know red's up there somewhere uh number one goldfinger and ajab from goldfinger number two is number two from thunderball number three stromberg and jaws from the spy who loved me four Christos, rock and eric from for your eyes only number five is zorn and mayday from a view to a kill six is Spectre general and red Really, red still on top five, but we're not going there. Um, from Russia with Love. Uh, seven is Drax and Jaws from Moonraker. Eight is Blowfield from You Only Live Twice. Nine is Scaramanga and Knickknack from The Man with the Golden Gun. Ten is Kanaga, Claw, and Baron from Live and Let Die. Eleven, Doctor No, self titled movie. Twelve is Blowfield, Wit, and Kid from Diamonds Are Forever. Thirteen is Blowfield from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Fourteen is. Um, was it Yorgi? Yorgi. Was it, I kept I kept calling him like Yogi yeah, or Yogi or something Costco. like that. Yorgi. Uh Whitaker and the Milkman or Necros, <laughs> whatever his actual name was. And then I've got Khan and Gominda uh-huh. as number fifteen. Gotcha. That being said, Sanchez. Top five. I I mean I could definitely <laughs> throw him in the top <laughs> five because he was a very He's good deal really he was really good.
1: And um, Dario's terrifying and like we, as hell.
0: We even though Dario was only in there like twice and the other like semi henchmen or associates that Sanchez has throughout this movie don't really play um, to Ken, uh, Sanchez's strengths really in any way because they're, they're there, but they don't really need mm-hmm. to be Sanchez alone was really, really good. And um, Dario was only put in like maybe two or three times to really make an effect. And he did a great Dude, job. just remembered in those two or three scenes. I mean, he
1: made up, he, um, he chewed that scenery.
0: Great. Great. but Sanchez alone, we talked about this was a good, well-rounded villain. It kind of reminded us of a couple of other villains on the list put into one, which is why we were saying how we really liked him. He deserves to be in the top, um, top five, I guess would be a good way to put it because it reminds us a little bit of Drax, a little bit of, uh, Zorin mixed together. Mm Christostos, um, and probably even Stromberg like really all of them put together is where Sanchez was Sanchez
1: was definitely the scariest man like he was the he was he was, was, most intimidating he was.
0: that being said he does not deserve a number one spot because really Goldfinger and even number two were also very good villains yeah. but were a little bit more clever a little bit smarter had that big overall plan involved um so I mean, five is Zorn and Mayday. It's
1: definitely better than Zorn. Better than Zorn and Mayday. Definitely better than Zorn Kay. and Mayday. Okay,
0: four is Christostos, Locke, and Eric. From for your Eyes. as much as I
1: like Christostos <clears throat> and the fact that he played the you know good guy, dis- or bad guy good disguise guy, bad as guy, a good yeah. guy role. Um, his henchmen weren't really much to write about, and no. Sanchez is in, is, in this is movie is opposite. Yeah, Sanchez is significantly better.
0: <clears throat> yeah, this time we have Bond playing um, In- Infiltrated. You know, good guy, yeah. bad guy on Sanchez. Yep. So that brings th- currently number three at Stromberg and Jaws. Was, this was the better Jaws. Stromberg is, was a good villain, but I don't know. Sanchez has got a little, Sanchez, little leverage on Sanchez him. Sanchez
1: is scarier, man. Sanchez is a better villain, and Dario. Even though he's not in it much, he's a much more real and terrifying henchman. I mean, Jaws, I love. I love Jaws, but Jaws is campy. You know, he was, and
0: he was kind of like that far-fetched villain. Yeah. You know, this this was a little bit more realistic. I mean, you could see. Um, I mean, Dario
1: is, is the kind of henchman you could <clears throat> see existing. Dario and Sanchez mm-hmm. are the kind of people you can see existing in real life. You know. Hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, but we we do agree that he's not better. Than not number better two. than number
1: two in Goldfinger. Not better than number two in Goldfinger.
0: So that puts him at number three,
1: which is impressive. I would have never, never in a million years thought we would have a top 10 Timothy Dalton movie and a top five Timothy Dalton villain. I, I, I did not think that would happen when we started doing this.
0: I didn't either. I definitely didn't either. But I mean, I feel like they deserved it. This movie was good enough that they deserve good spots on this, our list. So, <clears throat> that being said, the new list Goldfinger and Oddjob Job at number one. Number two is number two. Sanchez and Dario now at number three. Uh, Stromberg and Jaws at four. Christasso's Lock and Eric, number five. Zorn and Made Eight, six. Red, still number five. <laughs> and the Spectre General at seven. Drax and Jaws at, draws at eight. Blowfield from You Only Live Twice at nine. Scary Manga and Knick Knack ten, Kanaga Claw and Baron at eleven, Doctor No at twelve, Blowfield Wit and Kid from Diamonds Are Forever at thirteen, and then Blowfield on Her Majesty's Secret Service at fourteen. Uh Yorgi, Whitaker and the Milkman at fifteen, and Khan and Gobinda at sixteen. Notice I cut some of that out because our told you the movies to begin <laughs> with. Plus there is a lot to go through. Indeed. And that's all, that's it. I mean that's like I said, great movie wrapped up in a nice little bow is the best everything way put loose I mean, ends and
1: this movie this movie tied everything up nicely even though we would have liked to have seen another timothy dalton movie i think this one honestly wraps up his run as bond nicely you know i, I yeah, agree like, with
0: you this was like if you took both of his movies out this was like a good sequel um to the last movie it was like he did his last movie and he came back for a sequel to this one and i think he did a great job i mean
1: you can you can want Um, more timothy dalton bond movies but it 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 leaves in a way where it's not needed you know you don't feel like you're missing out definitely
0: not so Uh, but i mean i enjoyed it i loved it i'm sadly gonna say i'm gonna love the next block even more just because this is what i grew up on i've been waiting we'll
1: see man 16 weeks To get to this, you having watched all of the other Bonds now, we'll we'll see how we I know that's that's, out.
0: that's why I've been. To, you were excited for the Dalton movies because those are the ones you least yep. remembered. I was excited to get back to the Pierce Brosnan ones since that's what I remember growing yep. up on, and that's where I was introduced. Very rarely seen any of the other Bond movies beforehand, uh, besides you know Daniel Craig's block and all, which is a different story. So I'm more excited to get back and rewatch these movies from so, the beginning, like I've said multiple Sir times. So Jordan,
1: what's our next movie? <clears throat>
0: So our next movie is GoldenEye. Didn't I say that at the end of the credits?
1: I don't know if you did or didn't. I'm just excited. Okay. So yes,
0: we will be back next week with GoldenEye. That being said, Eric, do you want to take it off with the outro?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, If you liked what you listened to on this episode of Friday Films, James Bond in Review, License to Kill, the finale, the swan song of Timothy Dalton's run as James Bond, if you will, you can follow us on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Who Do Presents. Share your current list with us. They're getting long, and they're only going to get longer.
2: Is right. share your favorite bond so
1: far show your favorite bond movie your bond villain just talk to us pop in and say what up whatever whatever mm-hmm. you feel like it also if you're a fan of friday films and you have yet to listen to random rambling don't forget that is our flagship show every single week jordan and i sit down and talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about review comic books movies what's going on in our day-to-day lives um but check that out friday f- or excuse me Random rambling every Sunday, Friday films every Friday. Back to you, good sir.
0: All right. Once again, this was a great movie. We hope to see everyone next week with GoldenEye. Sit down and watch it if you're not keeping up with us. And I mean, if you're just listening to a review, that's awesome. But it's so much more fun to watch the movies with us and get your opinion on them. Because they're not quite the way you remember them the first time nope. through, which is awesome. And sometimes disappointing, but still Awesome. So, But once again, we hope everyone enjoys. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, this is, again, Eric and Jordan. And until then, let the credits roll.